Now, we are in for a real treat this morning. And uh, Reverend Nadine Rogers has been affiliated with Center for Spiritual Learning since 1994 and recently retired as founding spiritual director of the Calgary Joy of Life Center. I was there once. She acts as chairperson of the CSL Phoenix Bridge Program, supporting ministers in times of personal and professional challenge and change, and as a member of CSL's Minister and Practitioner Licensing Committee. As a veteran speaker, mentor, clown, and workshop facilitator, I threw that in. <laughs> her, you'll get that later. Her purpose is to support others and embrace their humanity to know their divinity. Her enthusiasm for living, inspirational stories, and methods evoke a sense of joyful self-amusement and personal freedom. Her motto, humanity knows. And I'm thinking, man, she's done all this stuff and she's only 35 years old. I thought, wow. And I heard her speak this morning. Thank you, Nadine. Beautiful message. You'll want to be at the workshop this afternoon. Now let's give her a great big Edmonton CSL welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Danny. Thank you, Kelly, all the wonderful musicians. Good morning, everyone. Well, I've been up pretty early. I've done a meditation and a talk, and I'm doing another talk, and I've had like three sips of coffee. I think I'm doing incredibly well. It's great to be here. It's an honor to be here. Um, somebody who left uh, the service, the last service, said, were you here when we opened the church? Her name was Heather. Some of you may know her. And I said, no, I think that was back in the 90s or something. Dr. Sue Rubin. Anyone else been here with that long? Oh my gosh, loyalists. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. And did you, were you here when they did the 25th anniversary and Dr. Sue was here? 90 years old and going strong. I don't know how that woman does it. But uh, no, I've been here. I used to work with teen groups, my very first ministry. I was youth minister down at the Calgary, what used to be the Calgary Center for Positive Living. Now it's the Calgary Center for Spiritual Living. So I know this place well. I know the crooks and crannies and where the good washroom is. <laughs> the one that there's never a lineup for. Okay, I should get serious here. We are talking this month about the transformative power of prayer. And so I have a title, a talk title, that says, Never Give Up, But Always Give Over. There's a word called surrender that whether you are a spiritual seeker, um, a religious believer, or an agnostic, you all hate that word somehow. I know. I hated it for years. I don't want to surrender <clears throat> because then I won't know who I am. And do you know how long it's taken me to get where I am? I'm not 35. I'm a little older. I'll be 65 this year. So I don't want to give that up. I'm sorry. I worked too hard for that. I efforted too much for that. I gave up too much for that. It cost me a lot. But there's one thing that I've got. It's my man. I'm sorry, I digress. <laughs> Cost me a lot. And uh, I'm not going to give it up. 
And then I got stuck. And I got bored. And I even went so far as to say, what's this all about? Is there a purpose here? And then I would go into, I don't know if you're recognizing these cycles. And then, you know, you come out, you get attracted to something, something excites you for a little bit of time, and then you're off to something else, and you're now off to the next shiny thing. And you go, oh, who am I? And what I realized was that I needed to let go of my identity in order to find myself. I needed to let go of the masks that I wore, the roles that I played, the many hats that I wore, in order to really come to know who I was. And by that I mean gathering, just as Dr. Gary Simmons was saying, all those aspects of myself that I've left behind, that I've forgotten, that I'm very well aware of, but that I hide, etc., so on. He calls it the shadow. That's a good word for it because it's right at our heels all the time. Yes. No, you don't need to learn that word right now. Okay? Because um, you'll learn it soon enough. <laughs> and um, so, so I had to learn that, and so I had to give myself over to it. So when I, when I say give your, always give yourself over, it's giving yourself over to who you are being and how you are feeling and what you are thinking in every moment. I also mean give yourself over to that which is so much I can't find the word. I'm looking at you, David. What's the word? That's so much more knowing. I don't like to say that because I believe humanity knows, but we only know to the level of what we have experienced and imagined, right? And life is so much greater than that, right? The infinite mind is the storehouse of all knowledge and all experience because cause that happens in the absolute realm, the invisible realm, that realm of mystery, it seems, in God-mind is also full of all the possible outcomes, all the forms, all the experiences, all the effects. Everything already exists. We just need to tap into it. And how we do it, as most of you know, is through the direction of our thought. So I had to let go the direction of my thought of who I believed I was. Dr. Gary talked about that too, interestingly enough. In fact, he gave my whole talk. So I'm just winging it right now. Um, and, and that's really my message as a minister, is that we need to embrace our humanity to know our divinity. And that's the place that we don't seem to go, especially in prayer. You know, in prayer, we want to come closer to the divine because we are not sure what choice to make, which way to turn, if we should pull back, if we should move ahead, if it's time to take action, if it's time to be still. And we've asked ourselves, we've circled with that question in our conscious mind over and over and over again. And if we're not um, trained, if we don't, aren't well practiced in taking time to be still and empty ourselves, however you do that. If we're not practiced in that, we will just keep circling in that question. And sooner or later, we'll be at our wit's end, and we won't know 
and we'll get on our knees. Atonement. Wholeness of the soul. Beautifully put. Thank you, David. And I know that when I started on my knees, uh, I was doing it to get something um, and to change something because I didn't like what was going on in my life. And of course, that meant I didn't like who I was because even though I wasn't really clear that I was creating all of my situations and conditions until, of course, I learned the science of mind teaching, which tells you there's only one person in the room and everything without is comes from within, I prayed and I prayed hard. I didn't pray a lot, but when I prayed, man, the whole world was lit up because I could not do it in and of myself. Now, the science of mind does teach you that. It said it, it isn't us that does the work, it's the Father within. So what we mean in the science of mind metaphysically is it's that universal creative process or that law of mind in action, which is immutable and impersonal and takes the impress. Let's change that word. That's a jargony word. Let's say the vibration of the energy of our thought atmosphere, not just one thought. So the next time you have a, what you would consider a bad thought or a wrong thought, heaven forbid, we have them all the time, do not judge your thoughts. Do not go to have another thought about your thought, right? Let it go. Let it go. You had the thought, so what? You had the thought. Science of mind will tell you, what are you going to think now? That's where your energy should be. Lean into that which you want, Always. That's the power of prayer. That's the transformative power of prayer. It's coming into this idea, not with the belief that we can't or we're not enough, but coming down to our needs to give us just that little extra edge, that little push so that we're smaller. I personally think it's the distance that we need to go from our mind, our intellect. And if we get really down here, we're like... I just had to do that. You feel like a child. You feel smaller. You feel a little more innocent. You, like everything is more possible, you know? It's bigger than you are. Oh, we want that perspective, don't we? We don't want a limited perspective. That's how come we got down here in the first place, right? I have to, of course, deliver the rest of my talk here because I can't get up in and of myself <laughs> because it's the father within me that doeth the work. David, would you like to be my father? Seriously. <laughs> I'm not kidding. The, the humor will come later. Thank you so much. Lovely. Thank you, David. Somebody needs to go to the gym. And so... When I can get myself into that place where I feel not small, but open, curious, innocent, wide-eyed, I start to feel like a child or anything is possible. And one of the things I know is that if one thing is possible, everything is possible, right? Because that's how the law works. It says yes to whatever you feed it. So when you come to prayer, come with excitement. Come with joy. Come with gratitude. Don't come with wanting. Now, you may be in pain. But I happen to know you can feel pain and sadness and joy at the same time. 
Do you agree? Okay. You've done your work then to know that because it takes a while. It's an and and both idea. It's being subjective in whatever is going on in your life, but being able to stand and be the sacred witness at the same time. And if you have difficulty doing that, that's the perfect reason and attention to go into prayer just to bring you back in alignment into that and and both idea. That God, I'm not one with God, I am one as God. And it's so subtle. We think dualistically so often, so much, because we have learned to create our identity and identify ourselves by what we are not, by what we resist, by what we don't like, by what we don't recognize, by what we don't relate to. And then we go, oh, this is who I must be, because I'm not that. (laughs) Well, what would science of mind tell you? Oh, yes, you are that. I'm sorry. Look again, and this time get a little closer when you look. Because when I look into your eyes, I see me. Because there is only one thing going on. Now, I may not identify with that thing that I resist, that I push back, because it's a piece of me that I have not yet addressed. I have not yet owned. I have not yet embraced. I have not yet embodied. And you know, we don't need to be expressions of all that mire and muck that we have labeled. We don't need to be that in the world as an identity, but we do need to give it air, to give it space, to give it expression. Now, I uh, have an addictive personality And I know I'm not alone in the room, and that's good. You don't need to put your hands up because we want to keep it a secret, right? So when I was an addict, I was an addict with alcohol and um, a little bit of diet pills, which I have to tell you, uh, my doctor did not do me justice. They gave me these beautiful, cute little yellow pills, and I thought, oh, it's going to make me skinny and beautiful. And then the next thing I know, I was like, you know, um, the roadrunner. And I didn't know what had happened to me. And so I went through that for quite a few years. Um, kind of it was my uh, family of origin uh, influence, I would say. And all, of, and all of a sudden, one day someone said to me, Nadine, you need help. Well, of course, I didn't want to hear that. Who wants to ever hear that, right? Because we think we can be high-functioning through all of our challenges, instead of meeting ourselves where we are when we're in that challenge and being with ourselves in that challenge because the answer is within always and it comes to us in prayer anyway someone said to me "Uh, I think I've got a a fix for you I think you're going to come clowning with me today I said really? I don't think so now I was lying on the couch I was actually for the first time in my life not a workaholic I was a couch potato I I had no way to function. Anyway, she dressed me up, or took me to a closet of lots of costumes, and I chose the hobo. I was just drawn to it. Mind you, I loved Red Skelton and Emmett Kelly and Marcel Marceau. And uh, I put on this dark, big black coat and these heavy pants and these big boots and, and I put on this crazy tie and a funny hat. 
And, of course, I put this on. Uh, hi there, beautiful girl. My name is Lovable Louie, and I am a C-L-O-W-N. And so I became a clown, and it certainly it was divine intervention. So we'll fast forward. After 20 years of clown schools, stampede parades, personal workshops, too many birthday parties with young boys to ever want to count or remember. I had no children because I didn't like them. Sorry. (laughs) So isn't that funny, what God does when you're busy making other plans? Um, What happened was I healed my need to escape through alcohol. I healed my need to escape how I was feeling. That's why I healed. And part of the transformative power of prayer and part of the wonderful way to be a part of creating the next best you or the changes that you would like to see in life is to bring your whole heart and your whole body, your, all your feelings and emotions into the prayer. It's what gives them fire. It isn't just your thought. You know your thoughts are like, like, they're like a butterfly, right? So it's hard to hold on to one thought. Come on, let's face it. You do need to have clarity about what you want to be. Not what you want to have. What you want to be. But you also need to have the feeling, support, and conviction behind it. That's when spiritual mind treatment is transformative in your life. So when I got to express, I love that she's here today. This is awesome. Thank you for bringing your child, children. You didn't do it. (laughs) Okay, are you going to, I have to be like W.C. Field now and say, dogs and children always steal the show. She's lovely. You're welcome right up here beside me. So after years of doing this and being present in the moment, and this is what I want to tell you, to be present in the moment and just respond with everything, your mind, your heart, your emotions, your body, be totally present. There is the joy of being. That's it. After all the experiences I've had in my life, that is my summary piece of wisdom. That's it all the study, all the workshops. Transformation does not happen unless you are transparent. And transparency doesn't happen unless you give yourself over and you are vulnerable, which means you are present. That's all it, ne- that's all it means. It means you've got to show up and you've got to show up. All of you has got to show up. Not just part of you that you think will be approved and accepted, right? All of you. And so when we go to prayer, instead of trying to get something, we want to give ourselves over. We want to bring all of ourselves. We want to open up. You know, when I was a little girl, they used to, my mom used to say, you know, God sees everything. And I'd like, oh. Because I thought right, wrong, good, bad. But we don't have to think that way. We're more, much more progressive now. We know that there's only one life. That life is God's life, that life is perfect, and that life is our life now. I live as God. God lives in, as, and through me. 
I think with my mind, which is one aspect, a unique, uh, uh, give me the line, at one moment, you're really good, at one moment with God mind. Isn't that a joyful thing? Now, if only we believed it. That's why we give up, because we don't really believe it. We look in the mirror, and all we see, as Dr. Gary Simmons says, is the past. The past drives our car to the future. We constantly go past go. And this is the only place where we can change. The experience we have of who we are and what life can be by means of us. I also listened very carefully to that message, and I heard him say that we're not really throwing out what has gone before. We're just not letting it drive the car, right? And there's a lot of teachings out there that will say, don't listen to the ego, right? That's that human personality part of you. You know, it'll steer you wrong every time. Well, I'm here to give you a different perspective. Maybe you've, you already have it. I say listen to the ego, because it's showing you exactly where your fears are, where your limitations are, where your triggers are, where your vulnerabilities are. So you know where the work needs to be done in prayer. And when you pray, you don't say, please, God, make me more compassionate. I don't know what I was thinking. You say, I am a compassionate, whole, loving individual that looks into the eyes of each person I see, and I see their heart of compassion. So you affirm what it is you feel you're not. You affirm it, but you can't affirm it. There's no affirming without feeling it. You can't just talk to yourself. That's what got you in this mess in the first place. Right? <laughs> what is that? You know this wonderful thing? I think, therefore, I am. Okay, now I forgot the end of the joke. Uh, I think, therefore, I'm afraid. <laughs> I think that was how it went. But you know, your heart will never fool you. It'll never fool you, right? It's your, it's your compass. So bring it in to every aspect of your life. Don't separate yourself out. And when you pray and you, rec you recognize in the very first step of treatment that there is only this one life, and you feel you start to use adjectives and words that describe the power of God, the presence, this creative intelligence, this infinite source of life and love and light and joy, when you start to actually feel it, then you bring yourself into it, right? You unify not with this idea of God or the words you said or the thoughts that you had to describe it. You unify with the feeling energy that you're creating. That's why we start in spiritual mind treatment at the very top. Not at the bottom trying to work our way up. We'll never get there. That takes practice. And if you can know the truth and get the feeling of this one life, this power and it doesn't matter if you know it, and it doesn't matter what you call it. You all know there's something. There's something greater that calls you forward, that pulls you forward in life, that picks you up when you think you can't go anymore, that gives you a spontaneous new idea, that attracts a fabulous new person into your life in the drugstore that you never thought you'd met, that you've now known for 30 years, and you're the godmother of their children. There's something, right? Beyond how you can think and even can imagine. So you need to have faith. 
So you need to never give up. You need to have faith that that's there. And where does it come from? doesn't come up from nowhere. It's not out of the blue, although it sometimes seems like that because it wasn't your great idea. You didn't plan it. You didn't control it. But no, it rose up within you and through the law of attraction and correspondence created that like energetic vibration and brought it to you so you could affirm that aspect of yourself. And that's the law. And that's how it works, whether it brings something that you would label positive or whether it brings something that you would label negative. So you want to keep that vibration going when you're praying. There's a power in that. And then when you bring yourself into it and you're speaking about I am, I cannot be separated. I am always one with. It is inherent within me, that life. It gives me breath. It breathes as me. When you start to bring yourself as an individual into this idea you merge, you meld. It's that mystical, sacred marriage. And it's from that vibration that you tell yourself the truth, always using first person and present tense about any situation that's happening. I don't care if it's a cancerous tumor. I don't care if it's a, a relationship on the edge of divorce. I don't care if it's a sick child. I don't care if it's the United States government or our healthcare system, it does not matter. Because the power is within you to know the truth in your mind. And as you know the truth in your mind, that vibration moves out like a wave that ripples in the ocean and affects the entire consciousness of this planet. That's not your job to fix the planet or fix the consciousness. It isn't. It's your job to know the truth and to carry that beautiful vibration of your own true spirit in your life. No matter what's going on. That's your job. That's it. It's easy, right? <laughs> Get on the... I know I'm not going down again. And so, I know I have to conclude. And I'm just going to tell you a very quick story. And the story goes... It's about the power of prayer. The transformative power of prayer. And there is a city... Um, in Brazil called uh, uh, Gioania. Uh, and back in the 1990s, uh, one woman had an idea to create prayer circles, prayer cells. And she gathered another four women with her. And they were all part of a Christian, a certain denom Christian denomination church. And they went to the pastor and they said, well, we want to do these circles every morning. We want to pray every morning. And uh, he said, well, it's a great idea. Great. What are you going to pray for? We're going to pray for the city, the health of the city the growth of the city. Great, just one thing, don't be calling any other Christian denominations uh, to join you. So, I mean, she did that and for four years. The five women got together. She was a mother with children. And um, the fifth year, she decided to uh, knock on the doors of some other Christian denominations. Um, she was expelled from her church. However, Here's the good news. She had faith. She never gave up. Because she knew if she leaned into that idea of greater truth and infinite possibility, things would change in her city. So with her power and her inspiration and her conviction and her commitment, she kept walking forward and standing in that knowing. And pretty soon, the churches grew in that city from 7% to 45%.
90 denomination centers participated. The first meeting was 850 people. A year later, there was 200,000. And several years later, there was one denomination in particular, the Universal Church of, the, of God's Kingdom, that had 80,000 members in Joanna and seven, uh, 7 million members nationwide and 10 million members worldwide. It's amazing what 24-7 prayer can do. Now, you are all praying 24-7. It may not look like prayer, but you are speak, thinking and speaking into and from and as the mind of God. What you think, what you say, how you are, what you feel is so important. Firstly, to you. That's our job. And I hope that, I hope that you get what I got as a student in religious science, which was, I'm not here to make a difference. I'm not, I'm not here to leave a legacy. I'm just here to be the full and complete expression of the unique divine that I was born to be. And when I heard that, it gave me a sense of freedom. And I made choices in my life so that I could live in that freedom all the time. So never give up. Never give up. Discovering who you are. You don't have to create an identity. You already have one. Hello, peel it back. Be the beautiful, magnificent light that you are. Just let it shine. Don't be afraid. Because as the saying goes, you know, you only need to be your own best friend. And you are humanity, a beautiful, fabulous expression of the vast humanity. And you already know. You already know what it is you need to know. So thank you for the great honor of being here. And I'm going to invite Irene Malik up. She is from the Mile High Church, a practitioner, and she's going to do our closing treatment. Uh, thank you so much. That was so beautiful. I'm very excited. I've only met this lady, uh, this beautiful spirit, uh, yesterday, and I'm excited to be in her workshop this afternoon. So absolutely want to bring joy to any dark side I have. <laughs> hmm. I take a deep breath and I go within, knowing that when I go within, I'll never go without, because that is the indwelling Mother, Father, God, and Spirit that is everywhere present. There is only one of us here, and it is that divine, loving grace infused with absolute perfection, abundance, love, intelligence, moving in and through everything and everyone. There is only this one source, this one God, one intelligence, everywhere present. And I know that this God, this loving spirit in God, is in everyone and everything. It's in the children. It's in the every nationality, every faith. And I know that this spirit is all giving, all loving. 
I know that this spirit dwells in me, pulsates through my body, vibrates through every thought I have. And I know that that spirit, it dwells in everyone here. It dwells with a child within. And those years of wisdom that we have come to accumulate in time. I know that we can go to this place in prayer of knowing that we are grounded and standing in the light of God. There is only one of us here and it is this divine spirit that pulsates, that gives us life, that we move and have our being as the divine. I know that prayer helps us remember who we are, grounds us in that center of God presence and God light. And I know that we move today from this beautiful sanctuary, from this beautiful talk, lit up with the spirit of knowing that we are grace, we are blessed, that we are exactly who we came here to be, and that that's good, and that's okay. That that is an alignment. We move from this sanctuary today into the world knowing that our light shines, that our light illuminates other people's lives, and that we can just be joy, love, and purity. I release these law, words into that law knowing that this grace, this beauty has come back manifested and even greater than imagined. It is all divinely guided. It is all divinely in spirit. It is all good and all God. And in agreement together we say, and so it is.